Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of At Betches. I'm Dana Samuel. I'm Barry Rosenfeld. And I'm Dylan Hafer. Hello. Hey. Happy Hump hey. Day. I, I always Stop. feel like Corbin when I say that in his video. Happy Hump Day. <laughs> uh, uh, what a week. What a week. We are, I mean, we're obviously going to be talking about Meghan Markle and that whopper of an interview that we all watched on Sunday whopper. night. I feel mm-hmm. like. It's crazy because like we knew the interview was going to be like a big deal. People were going to be talking about it, but it's just like more than I imagined. It opened so many cans of worms. Yes. And days after. This isn't what I got from the interview. Obviously, we'll get into that. But I did find out a fun fact yesterday that Oprah's name is Orpa. She was born Orpa. And because her name was like hard to pronounce for some people, which I don't think it was, it is, they changed it to Oprah. I thought they like wrote it wrong on the birth certificate or something. (laughs) I know there was, yeah, I knew something about that. (laughs) Wait, now we need to confirm is her birth certificate wrong? (laughs) Oprah, can you hit us up and tell us what the actual reasoning is, please? And thank you. Watch her be like, Watch her pull in Anne Hathaway and be like, actually, my friends call me Orpa. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Annie. Annie, Uh no. (laughs) We have some exciting things happening at Betches in the next few days. As some of you may know, Betches turned 10 this year. The official uh, technical birthday was last month, but we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up next week on March 16th. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Betches for all of the exciting things we have coming out and Dana tell us what's happening with this podcast of course also as we enter this new era of Betches celebrating our 10 years we are going to be throwing it back to where it all began with the at Betches podcast so Aileen Sammy and Jordana are going to be taking over this podcast to share all about how Betches came to be and all the stories that they've gathered along the way and they've known each other for a long time so This is bittersweet, our last podcast together. And the last time you'll be hearing all three of us in your ears. Well, Um, all right, let's not jump the gun. Maybe like, maybe we'll. I'm never going to come on mention at all. So (laughs) Dana, I was going to say you got to start watching Bravo so you can be a guest on our podcast. She's confident Um, (laughs) that she's not going to watch Bravo. I I, I can't commit. It's it's okay. I don't I don't need that for you. Um, But yeah, so all you all you OG Betch slapped fans, uh, it's going to be just like old times. So get ready for that. You know what? You will hear me on that occasionally, but not okay spoiler alert wow my agent my agent didn't get that call um (laughs) (laughs) okay we have to talk about what the whole world has been talking about for the past few days which is the oprah interview heard around the world with megan and harry it we were just talking about this before we came on like it really i feel like initial expectations were like everyone was excited to watch it but we didn't realize what actually would have come out of it which is a whole mm-hmm. lot of other conversations important conversations mm-hmm. i might add right so what were your 
expectations going into it. I know everyone, I think just for a lot of people, the fact that, you know, Oprah was doing another one of these specials, but also the fact that we don't ever really hear much of, you know, the inside scoop of anyone Mm -hmm. who is or has been a part of the royal family. So what were your sort of expectations before watching? I was super intrigued when they announced that it was happening. Like you said, they haven't done a big interview like this since, I mean, it's been a long time, definitely not since they left uh, Mm -hmm. the UK last year. And given that there are just always so many rumors and reports and sources and stuff talking about kind of what goes on behind the scenes, I was mostly just kind of hoping to get their side of the story, a little more context for what went down. And obviously, I mean, I think we expected that they were going to talk about sort of what got so bad and what led to them deciding to leave. Um, I think that was kind of the biggest takeaway was Megan was super open and like spilled a lot of tea about like Mm -hmm. the specifics of how bad it was and kind of why they felt like they had no choice but to leave. Yeah. I, expectation wise I don't want to say I didn't have any but I didn't know what they were going to talk but I knew they said nothing was off limits but it was kind of crazy like where they actually went and like then they started also showing like old clips I don't know if you guys saw like from Megan when she was younger and she Mm, has like been this way where she wants to like stand up for herself and like doesn't care since she was like 11 and it was crazy i don't know if you saw that commercial where she like wrote a letter to procter and gamble about changing the word woman to like people because she's like why you think women should just be in the kitchen and i was like oh my god megan for the people yeah i sort of feel like reality reality tv has effed up my like expectations of of news and this special being hyped up i'm like okay Nothing's off limits, but what really, like, what really right. are we going to get into? Is yeah. this just, you know, the hype of the promo? But it was way more than I expected. I, I think it's hard because so many people have opinions about the royal family, about Meghan, about their decision to leave. And I think it's it's important. And I was thinking about this before the interview because I saw some people almost kind of posting their takes about the interview before it even happened. And kind of being so quick to judge or to call out. But especially afterward, I feel like it's really important to understand that you don't have to be obsessed with Megan. You don't have to think she's like this stellar, perfect person. But the interview, I mean, she was somebody who was being really raw and open about a really painful experience. And so I think it's it's the kind of thing where we've seen with Piers Morgan in the last couple of days that it's like, there's no way to to question some of the stuff she was talking about without just being like an asshole. Like you don't have to be like Megan's biggest fan or be like, Oh my God, like queen Megan. But like, come on. Right. Just to to sit there and like, listen to what she was saying, because as an American, I can't speak for everybody, but like you think or see the Royal family and you like actually think it's a fairy tale. It's not, you know, it's, it, it's royalty. And then you like actually (laughs) hear and grow up. (laughs) like what's going on and you're like that's not it like there's actually like yeah. a business behind it and for her to join that must have been so hard as it is but 
she made a reference also to like the little mermaid, which was so great because <laughs> she mermaid. was in love with him. She was in love with <laughs> Harry. Like right. that's all it was. Like she was in love with this person. So that's the part I feel like people are forgetting where like everyone's like, she signed up for this. No, she didn't. She didn't sign well, up for this. She fell in love we, with someone. Yeah. Should we sort of break it down from the beginning? Yeah. Um, so uh, it basically started towards the, the top end of the interview with asking Megan about, you know, meeting the queen and sort of her background knowledge of the royal family and all that stuff. And Megan said that she went to it naively because she didn't grow up knowing much about the royal family, which I feel like is more common than not. You know, you know of them, you know, generally what they're mm-hmm. for. But unless that's something you're really into, uh, yeah. like, I like I also was was not raised like with this immense knowledge of the royal family. So she she said that it's not something that was, you know, household conversation. It's not something that she grew up following. I've seen some people sort of criticizing the idea that she like didn't Google Prince Harry or like whatever. And to me, it's like she wasn't saying she had never heard of these people or she had like no idea about the royal family. But it's like. I didn't know that you got your passport and your keys taken. Like, I don't think to me, the thing is more that she didn't know kind of quite the magnitude and what it would be like on a daily basis. It's not like she didn't know about the palace and the queen and all of that. So, right. It's not like she literally ran into Harry on the street and was like, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at this nice redheaded man. There was one thing I thought was like just a little weird to me because she said her mom had texted her and was like, did Diana ever have an interview? And like, to me, I thought that was a little weird only because like when Diana had her interview, that was like, that was very famous because it like didn't happen. So I was like, you, everyone knew Diana had an interview. Like you, you I sort of feel that. the same, but also I, I don't <laughs> think I was alive when that happened. So I don't feel like I can like <laughs> definitively yeah. say like, yes. there's no way you couldn't have known. But I do feel like if, I mean, if we were talking about today, like I think, feel confident that like everyone with an internet connection in the U S knows that this interview happened. <laughs> Correct. But right. th- she, she went off the Oprah, like kind of went in right away and talking about like the situation where she made Kate cry, which I didn't know about that, by the way, I have to be honest. I didn't know that that was like a thing. And Megan came right out and said, actually the opposite happened. And I feel like I heard a gasp around the world. Everyone was like, is that really what happened? And we found out that Kate actually made her cry. So I was like, oh my God, did she just like really throw Kate under the bus? And then I was like, no, Barry, she did it. She cleared the air on what happened. And she finally had the chance to like defend herself since that yeah. hasn't happened in the last few years. Like they went through all the tabloids, all the everything. And it is wild. Do you know what else I th- thought? Imagine they did these interviews to every single celebrity and they really like cleared up everything that happened. Well, it's funny people there have been a lot of like tweets and memes and stuff about who <laughs> Oprah should like do next. And like yeah. everybody wants Britney yes. Spears and Oprah to sit down. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with oh what God. you're saying that in that first moment, it was kind of like, oh, damn, like yeah. she's saying that Kate made her cry. Whoa. But it, like when you actually think when you actually kind of take a step back, it's like she was she wasn't saying anything rude about Kate. She was right. correcting the record because she was saying that when she was there the institution or the firm you know kind of the the machine behind the actual family wasn't stepping up for her the way they were for other members of the family so it's it's kind of like because she's been 
silent or silenced as Oprah asked for so long. It's like, (laughs) if that, if the story had come out that Kate had made her cry and it wasn't true, they would have immediately, you know, come out with a statement. Right. And that havoc Dakota Johnson, actually, Ellen, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. (laughs) Yes. I was going (laughs) to gonna say like you said it's not like she was slandering kate she also in that same you know breath said at like later on she had come to me with flowers and we apologized and talked it out so it's not like she was saying oh kate is so heartless and she was yelling at me and whatever and then the tabloids came across like i would say in a way that she was being gracious but like needed to get you know to kind of correct the narrative but right. they then they also showed that picture of them at the tennis game. And then Megan was like, it's actually not how it seems. So I was like, are these two chicks on the same? Like, are, are these sister-in-laws like good or no? You I know, don't think so. I would I say throughout this so. interview, <laughs> it did not come across like uh, they are terribly close with Will and Kate or with Prince Charles, Harry's dad. I don't think anyone is that close with Prince Charles. I think the world has turned on him, to be honest. The world has already turned. Most of us, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am, said mom, I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepies Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle of the night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, Their zip footy pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. We also have to talk about that Megan informed us that, I say us, like we had the conversation, that there was a secret elopement. And I was honestly very proud of that because she was like, the royal wedding is a TV event, literally. Mm -hmm. It's for the world. It's not for us. So three days before their wedding, they got married and nobody knows that. But then in my head, I was like, but does the royal fan did the royal family know that or are they just finding that out right now too when when i was (laughs) hearing this part and watching this part i am someone who you know occasionally needs to divulge in the cheesy like romance novel and i read one that was literally basically this whole thing but i'm like did these women did these authors have the inside scoop that you know the (laughs) they eloped before the actual event it was it was like a crazy reflection of (laughs) what what megan was saying but i just thought that i thought that was strange and i thought it was interesting but there was also a time like on media outlets reporting on instagram and stuff where 
she was saying much more, you know, problematic or, or, you know, intense things that were happening. And they were like, Megan says she and Harry eloped. Why is it? Why are we talking about the other, the, <laughs> the race thing that she's talking about? But what you, I, we'll, we'll get into that. I do like that their situation is such that when she's describing their like cute little backyard elopement, she's like, it was just me, Harry, and the Archbishop of Canterbury. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let's get into some of the more, I would say, you know, impactful stuff, the stuff that really is concerning and kind of the biggest, I would say the biggest top line revelation from this interview was that there were conversations and concerns that's what she said within the family about when she was pregnant with Archie how dark the baby's skin would be and they were very very tactful in not saying who this was but they did imply that it was someone in the family not in the kind of business side of things and Mm -hmm. that this was a conversation that was had with Harry around and it's so Harry after the fact cleared up through Oprah that it was not about the queen or Prince Philip. So that sort of, I think in most people's minds, uh, we don't know leaves William or Charles, (laughs) which is just, I mean, that's just just, like, I just have to say the first question was just of her with her and Megan. And then when Harry came out, Oprah was like, I'm going to ask again. And she asked like two more times. And Harry was like, I'm not going to say who said it. The word, the fact that they used the word grandma. Yeah. The the fact that they used the word concerning is concerning in itself. The fact that they don't know how genetics typically works is what boggled the fuck out of me because I am I'm mixed race. My dad is black. My mom is Puerto Rican. I look like an even mix of that. Megan is a fairly white passing mixed race woman. Yes. To marry a pale skinned, redheaded man. A pale ass you man. You do not need to worry about that baby coming out dark skinned. To, like that, there, there's such such a low chance of that happening. First and foremost. Also, right. it's like, why it's does a, it matter? I was just saying, who a, cares? It's obviously something you shouldn't <laughs> care about, but also it's something that you didn't even, didn't even like, wasn't even really a thing. Like, yeah, no, but at I, the same time, it's almost better that they did say that because now everyone knows their feelings. I, mean, I don't think they needed to say that to know. It's to be completely yeah, honest. That's true. It's, it's just tough because obviously it's, I mean, it's an old institution. Megan was in a super, you know, new position being the first person of mixed race to come into this family and to marry into this family. And obviously that was something that was talked about a lot. That was something that was, you know, really historic, but the fact that it was seen as like a point of concern within the family rather than something, right? either something to be celebrated or just something that didn't matter at all. It's like, so disappointing even if it's not truly surprising right right they were they like weren't caring that harry was happy and marrying the person he's in love with that was their main focus and also disgusting let's be let's be real on a on just a strictly royal family note this baby is not going to be king if they're so worried about their precious you know line of descent archie is like 
10th in line or something like he's not this isn't like the the baby like no no it's not and they and then the uh, and uh i don't know uh, my brain is just all over the place but then the fact that they were strip they were going to strip him not even strip they weren't going to give him a title right when he was born too for you know reasons unknown but that too so and you, that and the fact that he wasn't he, receiving security right you weren't going to give him a title here in the first place which is okay i think we all know why and then on top of that you're like oh but what if he comes out black what so but you weren't going to give him the title anyway so what different so, like it uh, it was almost like double foot and mouth. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, a, it's very bizarre. The way that they look at things is not the way that the rest of the world right. does. And that's a problem. Yeah. We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. So then the other kind of key piece of the interview, like the big kind of other revelation was that Megan shared that she had suicidal thoughts and ideations while she was um, in the royal family. And that when she went to... She said, like, high up members of the institution. I think she was not implying that it was somebody in the family family that 
she asked for help. She said she needed help. She was scared of, you know, what she might do and that it was denied because that wouldn't be a good look for the family. And that then she Mm -hmm. went to the royal family version of HR and she expected to be supported there. And they basically were like, oh, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be a good look for the family. And I mean, to hear that, that she was in that dark of a place and had you know, gotten to that point where it was so real for her and there was just no compassion in the response from her, from not only her, not only her family, these, the Royal family, but like they were her employer too. Like they should be looking out for you. Well, and the way she said it where they're like, "Mm, sorry. Right. And it's just terrible. I unfortunately do know people who like have siblings who've committed suicide or, you know, um, and they they had no idea that those people were in such mm-hmm. a dark headspace to want to take their own life. So the and I think she mentioned this too. The amount of you know courage that it takes for someone in that space to be like, I want to fight. I like want to fight to stay alive. And then to get rejected, it's like, okay, well, I I knew you know, you know, something like that could send someone over the edge. And she made a point after that saying, after she went to this head person, she told Harry, he tried to get help. They went to this event and Harry suggested she stayed back because she was feeling this way. And she literally was like, I, I can't be left by myself because she didn't know what she would do. So that was just, that was just really sad to hear it that it's it's sickening to know that people that was she thought that was her only option and they almost handed it to her on like a silver platter and that it's just like you wonder what's going to change going forward if anything because mental health is such a serious thing and it's public for her Mm -hmm. or any anyone in that family and so you wonder how many other people there went through it and just um brush it under the rug and are miserable being there as well and harry made it he said that his father i think and william are both trapped he said like he's like i'm not trapped they're trapped and oprah Mm -hmm. kept like asking him i remember like what he meant by that. And part of me too, I was like, Oh, what do you mean? Like they're trapped. Like they, they have grown up in this. They have there. They don't have like another option. Like William is not leaving, you know, like he, he, first of all, he's going to be King also. (gasps) That's also so weird. Um, But well, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of part of the crux of it is that for Harry, because of his position in the Royal family, it was less of a, I mean, Obviously, it was a massive thing for him to leave, but it wasn't like earth shattering. But here's the thing: he's not. If William wanted to leave, could he? Like, I get it, but like, if he actually wanted, or is it the fact that he's choosing to be king over freedom? I mean, it's like they have they they have a line of of heirs. Mm -hmm. If if you know he did step down it would just keep going to the next, 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 next person until someone stepped up. And I doubt all of the members of the royal family or in the descendancy are going to, you know, start an uprising and just like they're going to do a, a like sit in in Buckingham Palace and just not oh my God. ascend to the throne. I, I no way that's going to happen. 
It's just <laughs> funny to me that this exists in general. Like it's, it's like not, I don't know that there's still like a king and queen. Yeah. Like it's, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I did think it was interesting. Weird. So yesterday the Royal family or the pal, whoever put out an official <laughs> statement and they basically, so they, they started it with, well, recollections may vary, which is a big, um, mm-hmm. actually we disagree. Um, they said they were, you know, saddened to hear how, you know, how tough it was or whatever. And it's, and it's interesting that they're saying recollections vary, but then they're also making it sound like this is the first they're hearing of some of this stuff. And it's like, okay, so like, do you remember it? Or is this the first, like, it was a very like PR statement. Obviously they're not going to put out a statement. That's like a notes app apology saying how (laughs) Megan was like totally right. Like that, that would be unrealistic to expect, but it's like, it was like two sentences basically being like, thanks for the notes, Megan. We'll, we'll check on that. Right. Right. No, <laughs> a notes app apology. <laughs> <sighs> I think if, and, and in that too, I think if there was anything said that was, you know, absolutely false, completely out of the realm mm-hmm. of, even if the people, you know, releasing that statement mm-hmm. weren't directly involved or if they couldn't get a straight up answer from those who are, you know, still on the inside, if anything was inherently false, they they would have shut it down immediately. Right. right. So um, another thing is that we found out because they Harry got fully cut off and he was he even said he was confused because like he was like, I was born into this family. Like I was actually a little taken back that I was fully cut off. Like that's weird. But He said he had what his mom left him, Princess Diana, which I was like happy they talked about her a lot, but also really sad because it brought up like so many memories with that. But she he said it was history repeating itself and he needed to get them out and safe before, you know, what possibly could happen. And that opened another a lot of other conversations. But they said that Tyler Perry actually brought them in and he provided security for them, which was crazy again for the rest of the world was like, wait, so Tyler Perry get, um, provided security, but the Royal family couldn't to your own. Yeah. That was crazy. Family. Cause I knew that they had stayed in Tyler Perry's house for a while. Like that mm-hmm. was kind of like a fun, like, Oh, like, haha, they're borrowing their friend's mansion. But the <laughs> fact that part of that was that they needed a security team that never would have even occurred to me. And so when they said that the Royal family, like decided they weren't getting their security anymore, it's like, what? Like they have more money than literally like the amount of money they have, like doesn't even, isn't like tangible. It doesn't even exist. So like to pay for whatever, like a few bodyguards and like some cameras and stuff, like that's not actually putting them out. Like, no. And th- and he was saying that they, you know, told him they were um, confiscating his security and um, it like was out in the tabloids too, right at the start of lockdown. So they were going to be stuck in Canada where everyone knew where they were and without security. So he's like, the reason that, you know, they went to Tyler Perry's and all that is because they were going to be sitting ducks. The war, like the whole world knew where they were and knew that they were on like not being watched over. Right. That was 
And then you're like, was that was their motive behind that? You know, like, it's just scary to think of all of these things or these other thoughts that their own family has towards them. It's just the, very, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And the um, the mention of, you know, Princess Die and all that, the... <laughs> seen so many tiktoks and memes and stuff since saying um like oh princess diana's like okay william you want to start acting like your father i'm gonna take my jeans back and like (laughs) making his his hairline and everything which i know people can't control but it's so so funny oh no i saw another one and i was like i don't know whether to laugh about this or not because like i love princess diana so much it made me like really upset but i was like it's fine like he was like i just want to make her proud and that's like exactly what i've been doing and then like sammy made a like a a thought or a story too i said like it looks like harry's going in the direction of princess diana and william's clearly going in the direction of prince charles and there he said he you know just like um, Kate and Megan, it seems like William and Harry aren't on the best terms either. But after no, this, I can't like, see yeah. it getting better. It seemed like he and his grandmother, Queen Lizzie, Queen Elizabeth, Queen are Elizabeth. on the Elizabeth are on the best of terms. And he's he even said that you know they zoom with her so that she can see Archie and they've spoken more in the last year than he has in like, as long as he can remember. Mm-hmm. So it really does just seem like he, Oh, and his dad stopped taking his calls. Oh my God. So that was like the estranged. face crack of the century. I was like, ah! <laughs> excuse me. Before I- <laughs> he stopped taking my calls, I choked. I think, I yeah. I mean, like you were saying, it's it's like sad that William and Harry and I guess his father also don't seem to be on the best terms. But at the same time, it's like you get to a point in your life where if you've been, you know, treated poorly or, you know, people have kind of done you wrong. It's like, OK, like, yeah, it would be great to rebuild that relationship someday, but that's not going to come at the expense of you know, his marriage or his happiness or his mental health. And so if right. if William or Charles aren't in a place to kind of deal with the harm that might have been caused, then it's like, yeah, it's probably best that Harry's not like chatting on the phone to William every day. So I, I would hope that maybe this would be the first like, you know, crack in the wall that could maybe lead to like some actual change and healing. Um, but it's like, yeah, like when you when you like when there's pain in a relationship like i don't know sometimes it needs to be like that for a little bit and then whatever right i think it's especially sad with harry and william because of you know the trauma that they've Mm -hmm. shared especially with their mother that they're you know seemingly estranged but working on their relationship but i guess in the you know, coming weeks and however long we'll see if more statements come out, but it doesn't seem likely. But on a positive note, they're having a baby girl this summer. So he said she made it very clear to say this summer, not when. This summer. Yeah, this summer. So I like that it's like, oh, when's the baby coming? This summer. And and Harry (laughs) said, we're done. Just one of each and we're done. Thank you so much. Also, fun fact. So they said in the interview that they were not at either of their houses, but that they were at a friend's house. They were at Gail King's house. I I was like, please, whose house are they at? Like, 
is it was funny because at it was first beautiful. I, was, I actually went on Google Maps and was trying to find it because I know <gasps> you can Oprah's house is easy to find on Google Maps because it literally like has a name and it's like a giant estate. Yes. And I was like, okay, it has to be close. Um, but yeah, it's Gail's house. And I mean, every time they like kind of panned out, I was like, wherever they are is so fucking stunning. Like it looks they were like at Gail's? A, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they were in like a wildlife <laughs> preserve, like ridiculous it, well, it looks no, so heard serene. It, but I was just like it looks so serene like the wind yeah. was like gently blowing and like the sun was like no. just hitting it, the right spot it was like a it must have been like a nice like 70 degree day like not too hot Beautiful. not too cold uh, imagine yes. oprah just ta- gail can i use your backyard real i'm gonna i have an interview with harry and megan like you have a good setup right <laughs> gail's yeah. like looking scrub, through the window scrub the patio like, can I come please out? that's not fair like can i come out for a drink after <laughs> Well, Megan can't drink, but still. Water is a um, drink. It's true. Spe- <laughs> oh, right. This was fun. I'm I'm glad this happened. And to be honest, I can't quite remember the last time there was like a moment like this. Obviously, people watch like award shows and the Super Bowl and stuff like that. But to have like an interview like that, that was so kind of like must see and then had so many ramifications is just like doesn't happen very often. Right. It was interesting. I'm not someone who's huge on like watching interviews in the moment either. mm -hmm. And I had it had my attention the whole time. Well, I thought it was well done. Dylan and I chatted in our on our Bravo podcast on Monday and we were like, it was crazy because we had two Bravo shows. One was a premiere, the interview, like it was a wild Sunday night and I couldn't. It took like a lot to like really handle. Took a lot out of me in the reality TV world. But um, I do have to say also, I read it really quick. I read an article yesterday or I skimmed. I didn't read it. Um, that Oprah and Megan Harry all didn't really watch the interview like when it aired, but Megan like sent her a text and was like, hey, how's it going? I was like, yeah, oh my God, this is the that. friendship I want to see. <laughs> I love this that. is so nice. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And 
Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Guys, we are officially at one year. I think of this tomorrow pandemic is one yeah, year. Our, tomorrow, March 11th, okay, is the one year anniversary of us working from home. And one the day two ahead. year anniversary of Dana working at Batches. <gasps> what a time to shine. Oh my God. <laughs> my two year anniversary was last week. Mine's um, in two weeks. Oh my God. Look at us. The th- Look I at us know the three of us are all in March. I know. It's great. Um, it's great. <laughs> So, yeah, it's officially been a year. Uh, no end in sight quite yet. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy that since we've been doing this podcast together, I have not actually seen you guys. In that is crazy, actually, to think about. Like to know, think we would be in our podcast recording studio at work, and we've just been in our bedrooms instead. It's. It's so wild now to think about back in March of last year when it was like, okay, we're working from home for like a few weeks, probably like I need to get all my TV shows. Like I'm going to watch as much TV as I can. Like I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to order a puzzle. Like I'm maybe I'll buy a switch. Like it was so such a, a frantic switch. thing of like, I better, I better do all the activities Right. Before we we get called back to the office. I even remember being the day we left. I remember the day we left, Dylan, I think you and I were like one, two of the last people to leave the office. I remember it was a Wednesday, which is today. Actually, that makes sense. I don't know why I remember it was a Wednesday, but um, everyone was like, bye. Okay. Like maybe see you in two weeks. Well, (laughs) Well, you know, the, (laughs) the funniest thing 
for us specifically was that on our last day in the office, we had already said we were working from home starting the next day. They turned the water off in our building. Like some, <laughs> there was some like maintenance thing. Like you couldn't even go to the bathroom. We so went to I the left bathroom at, like, Trader Joe's, remember? I left at like 1 p.m. on the last day because I was like, I'm working from home. Like, oh, wait, then never mind, the Dylan. Last day. I was going to say you were not one of the last ones to leave then. No, never I, was mind. Like, I was like, this is dumb. Like <laughs> we're already working from home starting tomorrow. I can't even pee in the building. Yeah. Like, I took a sick day <laughs> on the last day, which I guess would have been today last year in the office. Wow. And I was getting texts and Snapchats of people up in Trader Joe's oh my God. from Betches to go pee. And Dana, that's <laughs> why I brought your stuff to you. We met on the street corner because you weren't there that yes. day. And I took all of your stuff home when we met and she was already <laughs> wearing a mask. That's how crazy. Oh my God. Because you were early adopter. Sick. She was sick. She was sick. sick. <laughs> wow. 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 We, we have know, come so memories. far, but we also haven't gone anywhere. Anyway, we really, <laughs> that was funny, Dylan. <laughs> Thank you. I just we all came got up new with titles, it. little promos. We so. all got promoted. Ooh. This is great. Guys, let's look at all the positive stuff that's happened. That's about it. <laughs> what was everyone's what was everyone's favorite tv binge over the last year because we love to talk about what we're watching you can you do like I a couple if there's about tv yeah, it's just okay. okay i'll do a couple you go first i re-watched a bunch <laughs> of stuff and i also you know i'm gonna say wentworth even though it's not fair because i just watched it like it wasn't even like peak pandemic okay. but but tell the I people something they might not of... have heard about yet from you they haven't heard oh i was like um a new show that i only know about no no, no. no. like you talked um, about what worth like last week <laughs> i know i know i know i know and the week before probably um i don't know i rewatched everything so i'm not a good example i rewatched i actually went through netflix yesterday and was like i think i have seen it all like that's it there's nothing new Goodness. i, really I honestly i have I to say even... i watched behind her eyes this weekend too and i wasn't a fan uh, let's not get into that. I, feel like I don't think I'm going to watch you, it. I've heard you like never like the trends. Wait, did you watch it, Dana? Because we can talk on the side. No, no. Oh, OK. Not my vibe. Yeah, it wasn't my vibe. So anyway, Dylan, what did you watch? Um. OK, so this is like a full circle moment because one of my early quarantine binges was I started watching The Good Wife from the beginning okay. and Ooh. then it left Hulu and I kind of just trailed That's off with word. a couple seasons left but then last week paramount plus launched and i subscribed to that and so now i'm back watching the good wife i'm going to finish uh the last couple seasons so i'm happy that for a, you it's a really good one there's like 150 episodes or something if you want oh. like like a, a good chunk of like stuff to binge um i would say my other favorite this is not like groundbreaking but the queen's gambit was just excellent peak, another full circle limited moment. series for me <laughs> i didn't there that's one of the ones that i have been saving along with the crown that mm -hmm. i know that you know may, majority phenomenal views or reviews rather so queen's gambit and the crown are on my list after this interview i i talked to like three different people yesterday who were like i started watching the crown <laughs> Well, because that. Harry Influence. and Meghan made it clear that they did not watch it in fall. They said they, no, they, they said they, they watched parts a little bit. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. exactly, which is not in full. 
they watched maybe a little they'll bit go of it. watch the rest yeah like maybe they're like than... co-writing the next season who's to say um what i've watched you know i can't remember a lick um <laughs> i'm trying to think of some things i haven't talked not about a lick. <laughs> not a lick can't remember a lick um <laughs> It's okay, I watched Dana. Um, that. I watched a series called Dairy Girls. I don't know if I've mentioned oh, it already. I've heard the, good like, things about that. I've never watched Ireland-based um, TV show about schoolgirls in the '90s in the midst of you know Chernobyl and all these other groundbreaking things that are going on. Um, well, not groundbreaking, his- historic moments. We'll say poor choice of words and i love the accents you know i love a good accent and it's it's very funny it's phenomenal accents great music um rock the boat if anyone's familiar i've been listening to that a lot because i watched dairy girls i recently finished watching what i like about you the amanda Bynes, jenny garth series which i loved otherwise i i sort of just watched all the the popular stuff you know bridgerton emily in paris but I wouldn't say either of those were my favorite to binge. I just, I binged, but they weren't my favorites. Well, <laughs> what a year. What a year it's been. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been listening along week by week on our little <laughs> adventurous journey. This. Um, and the next chapter is going to be very exciting. It'll look a little different, but um, I think you guys are going to like it. It's very cool. 10 ten year anniversary, big changes, but all all good things coming to the at batches podcast yes of course it's great stuff it's gonna be a good time so be sure to tune in next time you listen again it'll be aileen sammy and jordana but until then guys where can we find you on social media if we want to stay if you know listeners want to stay connected (laughs) um you could you can follow me at Dylan Hafer on Instagram and make sure to follow at Bravo by Betches. And you can listen to Barry and I three times a week on the Mention It All podcast. And you can find me at Barry Rosenfeld. And also don't forget to follow at Shop Betches on Instagram as well. Yeah, buy some shit. Buy some yeah, shit. Because a lot of new shit's coming out and it's going to be really Ooh. cool. New shit. Uh, and you can find me at D Michelle 1L4E's one L, one L, four four on a- all social platforms and be sure to follow one's happy hour spelled one's happy hr on instagram as well thanks for Uh, listening guys it's been real uh take care everyone (laughs) Bye. bye bye betches